We need a catchphrase. I've got a catchphrase. All right, let's hear it. That's going to blow your mind. I believe you're going to be so amazed with this catchphrase. You might even quit the podcast, Derek. Okay, I'll just walk out. You're going to walk out. You're going to like go down to your local Starbucks and you're going to scream at the top of your lungs. (laughs) Why is my Starbucks? And nobody will, because nobody can hear you. (laughs) Because baristas are like making stuff and it's really loud with the steam. And like everyone else is on an air, their AirPods, you know, mm-hmm. like they just can't hear. So, so you're going to go to the one place where nobody can hear you scream and just, it'll, and, and that'll be it. Then they'll cart you away to like, where do they put crazy people now? Anywhere? Asylums? Are there asylums <laughs> still? There has, I mean, not as many as there should be, but there are, I mean, jails are often, unfortunately. J- well, with- yeah, jails, but I thought they closed a lot. Of- Anyway, you'll go wherever nutty people go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now that you've built this up, in my, it built this up, I'm ready. And to then it. you'll just keep saying it over and over and over in the okay. lo- in this locked room, wherever you end up. I don't know I'll where be, nutty people go. I'll be running against the wall, tied up in a straitjacket, just screaming that. And right. then eventually, when my I get my hands free and I cut open my shoulder and using the blood, I'll write it on the wall. You will. You will. Great. Okay. And then somebody, they'll call in like the nation's top doctor, probably from like Boston hospitals, one of the Boston hospitals, John Hopkins, for instance. Okay. And I, and he'll come in and he'll just like, he'll like sit with his notes and he'll be like, mm, very interesting. And then he'll unlock the code that is embedded within this catchphrase that I'm about to tell you. Will he because go crazy? There's as a well? secret code. Yes. Will he go crazy as well? And uh, he'll go crazy. And then. He'll tell the catchphrase, like he'll publish before he like fully goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And then like the science community will go crazy. And since it's gonna be online, a lot of deep, like deep diving Redditors gonna go crazy. Everybody's just gonna go crazy for this catchphrase. Okay, so what's the catchphrase? And I'll probably just think it's all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Oh God! That was our guest. She will be introduced later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's guests our, don't she's... usually talk during the intro, but uh, oh. it's all right. We, we, I, we, I allowed it because you're uh, you're a special enough guest that we allow it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I can't think of it now. Oh, so I guess that's a good thing, though. This was no, so it's really good. It's really, yeah. Maybe because it's so dangerous. Maybe I won't. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's good. I can't think of it. It was really good, but I can't. Okay, think of I it. believe you. I believe this would have been the one that we would have had. Been like, I'm sorry. I have to go now and just right. You would have just walked out. No, no. I, I'm serious. It was so good. I believe you. Okay. I believe that was so All good. Right. I believe you. I'm not Gosh. doubting you. I'm so stupid, Derek. I'm so stupid. This is the second time they've come up with such a great catchphrase that you know we just couldn't go with it. Well, one time I knew that you wouldn't like it, and so I knew that it was the real catchphrase. But this one was so good. This was beyond that one. I've thrown that one out. This one. But now I can't. I I don't know what it is. So, uh, <laughs> so what's your name? <laughs> uh, my name's Eric Schwartz. What's your name? Keegan Shiner. And what are we doing? And or who are we? Or what are we doing? <laughs> We're podcasting. <laughs> We're podcasting. <laughs> but what are we? Actually, what are we? We're podcasters. We're podcasters. Yeah. We're podcasters. But more importantly, what are we together? Uh, Carrick, I think. Carrick. No. Carrick. <laughs> Egan. Keegan and Eric would be Carrick. Yeah. Carrick. Okay. Uh, also, we're also, you know, I pod- refuse to say the name of our podcast. 
everyone who clicked count. on this podcast knows what our podcast is. Maybe they don't. Okay, fine. We're dumb comic creators. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's who we are with dumb comic creators. Okay. Do we have someone here with us? We do. We Who's do. our guest today, Eric? Uh, we have somebody named Macy. Space E Art Macy. Spacey Art Macy on Instagram. Spacey Art Macy. Yep. Hey. Wait, is your name Mabe? Mabe? <clears throat> so Mabe. my name's Macy. Macy. Um, but I publish under Mabe. I don't know. It was just like a honestly, it's, it's uh my video game handle. <laughs> oh, it's your video game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I just was like, well, I guess I'll just publish under that. When I first started uh publishing stuff for No Nothing, I thought it would be fun to just have like a, a name that I only right under in that magazine i just thought it'd be kind of fun to have like a sort of like an alias but also everybody knows you know who it is yeah so Um, obvious follow question is uh first person shooters or um rpgs um mostly rpgs (laughs) i would but i do play some first person shooters i I love destiny that's my favorite and i played a lot of halo when i was a kid so that was uh that was it i beat it on uh legendary when i was um 11 that's impressive I got kicked off of my friend's game. Wow. <laughs> I got really aggressive in that game. Actually, I used to play with my brother, and I threw a controller at his head, and then I stopped playing after that <laughs> for, like, honestly years. I did not play Halo until uh, quarantine. I was like, I'm really angry, and this, <laughs> this did feels right. Did he cost you the game? Like, guys, we got this. There's no way we can lose this. If somebody just doesn't die three times in a row, and your brother's like, hold my beer, or in this case, because he's 11, hold my root beer. And well, like, he would just, he would just uh, snipe me a lot. And I, I hate snipers. They're cowards. I think they're cowards. <laughs> it's the worst way to play a game. And I just feel like I'm mo- more about like close range. So he got his like, you know, 10th kill or whatever. And was like killing frenzy. And then I just absolutely lost it. <laughs> sounds, sounds like the best way to beat you though. Uh, yeah. To be honest. Uh, yeah. It is, I guess. And he's got me there, but uh, I don't play with him anymore. <laughs> so you're one of the co-founders of Know Nothing Magazine. Is that mm-hmm. the right name? Yeah. Yeah. That is and that's, right. It's kind of like a zine. Is that correct? Or Yeah. So it's like a, a magazine or a zine, um, an anthology, I guess, but it's a monthly. Oh, cool. um, we do it every single month, um, which is crazy. And I don't know how we've done it. <laughs> Wait, uh, who's, who's we? Who's we? Um, so it's three people basically, um, kind of run it. So it's me, uh, and then Christian and uh, Carpet or Jacob. He goes by Carpet, that's like kind of what we publish under. Okay, um, but basically, we were all roommates and it started like three years ago. Um, didn't get published for like a year. <laughs> I mean, we didn't like publish it, but we just didn't put it out anywhere. I was um, like just fresh out of college and I <laughs> had dropped out <laughs> and I was like not sure what I wanted to do. <laughs> and um, I like went to college to be a uh, art teacher. Um, okay. But then like Trump got elected <laughs> and things kind of just shifted and there just wasn't a lot of money for like the arts. And I, uh, all my art teachers are like, you shouldn't do it. It, it sucks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Where did you go to school? I, I I almost don't want you to tell me, but that that's that's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Uh, I went to two different high schools. I went to one in Minnesota, which was okay. fine because they they get a lot of funding there. 
Um, but in Florida, like there's like shit funding, like, sorry, am I allowed to swear on this? We're, yeah. We don't usually, so we don't okay. usually, okay. but we don't honestly, don't, don't we worry don't. about it. Yeah. It's like, it's not, assuming you don't like go off on something that's like, okay, now we're going to get pulled from everything. <laughs> okay. I won't really, if okay. I do, it's an accident. I apologize. No, um, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so they don't have really good funding. So it was, uh, it was a school in Estero because they were like, you don't get any funding and you don't get paid a lot. And they're kind uh, of, um, anyway, I just didn't want to do any more. So I ended up uh, dropping out, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, I was like in between jobs and Christian was my roommate. And so was Jacob and Christian like approached me because I was still like drawing a little bit, but I wasn't drawing like a lot. And, um, but he was like, Hey, like, I, uh, I want to make this zine. And I'd never even like heard of that. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I had only like heard about like art and like this pretentious side of uh, yeah. art. And, uh, and so I just didn't really know much about it. And so he was like, Oh, you know, you just kind of like make your own magazine. And I was like, that sounds cool. And he had this idea and he was like, it's going to be like mundane yet remarkable, which was kind of like slice of life stuff, stuff that we thought was important but normally people wouldn't necessarily find it very important. And that's kind of like the whole idea of the magazine. Um, and so when it started out, it was honestly like images and like poems and like um, just weird ramblings and like a lot of that kind of stuff. Like the, the very first issue is just me, Christian and Jacob uh, working oh, cool. on it. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's like there was like no one in there, but we wanted more people to be in it. We just like kind of didn't know that many people. And then about a year went by and um, I'd actually never really uh, read comics. Like I didn't grow up around it um, at all, really, aside from like I would read like the funnies in the Sunday paper and stuff. And I like remember reading uh, Garfield a lot, <laughs> um, was big fan, big fan of Garfield and Peanuts. So yeah, me too. Everyone oh, is, yeah. is really well, hating on, on both of those things now. And yeah, I don't get hate, it. They're I don't think people ever really funny. hate on Peanuts. People hate on Garfield for longer than they should. Than I don't know why. Yeah. I, I don't get but it. But I it's, feel like it's they're holding kids, them up now. People. It's for kids. You know, yeah. calm down. He likes lasagna. The reason <laughs> people hate on Garfield so much is that, like, he, like, they felt he didn't have as much character growth as, like, say, like, because Peanuts, the characters, they did have, like, a lot of character growth. They focused on different characters, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to work with there, you know? Yeah. I don't know how much you can write about a lazy cat. It does, it, it's going to become redundant. <laughs> the show's I mean, been hard for a long time. I think, I think still... there's plenty of material. <laughs> I think the strip, the comic strip is better than the, um, the, the show itself. The show? To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's a little boring. I mean, maybe the, the hate came fine. from the movies, which were just terrible. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did the, like, CGI. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's like a ooh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray UK one. It's in there too. Oh my gosh! Wow, forgot about that. I yeah. never watched them. I haven't really I just, seen them. Yeah, wild. Yeah, I turned them dark. right off. That was a dark time. Sure. Yeah, so um, maybe that's anyway. why. But but they were a good comic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they were great. Uh, I did I did read a lot of those, and I would just kind of and then um my dad and my stepmom they when they were in high school they like dated and um they uh, used to pass, like, they would read Mad Magazine and they would draw stuff out of it and, like, scribble it with doodles and stuff. So we had, like, two huge volumes of those. Oh, so cool. I was pretty much the only, like, exposure that I got to that. I, and, um, but I didn't know anything about... Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't know anything about superhero comics or anything like that. And then I kind of just got older and whatever. 
So Christian wanted to go to a comic shop because he wanted to pick up, uh, I don't know, do you know my, my brother, my brother and me at all? No. Okay. Like a, <laughs> no. I don't. I, no, I, I, I haven't heard that. Okay. It's like a podcast, but they also um, had a D&D campaign that they did, like over okay. the podcast. And then somebody, uh, like a, a fan, ended up illustrating it, and they made it into like a comic version. And so we wanted to buy that. It's not important. Whatever. <laughs> we went to uh, a comic book shop. I'm not going to say names, but we went to one that was like very uh, classic comic book where it's just like superheroes, bin after oh, bin. Okay. You got to kind of got to like search through it like normally and everything and um it's kind of like tough to go through all of them and um I just wasn't really no offense interested and I just didn't really like it wasn't like very cool and then we went to another uh called Banff Comics um shout out to Banff Comics um they're in Maitland and uh they had they did have like a superhero section but then they also had like an indie section and so I just kind of started flipping through stuff and I was like wow this is um really cool. <laughs> um, I didn't know there was all these different art styles. I didn't know like the kinds of stories that you could tell. Cause I just always thought it was like, always has to be yeah acting and like punchy and, you know, or like really funny, but there was like just sad stuff. And I was like, yeah. cool, sad stuff. <laughs> and I was like, this is cool. And I was like, why don't I do this? Because like in high school, I was always like writing and I used to want to be a writer. And then I like switched to art, like right at the end of high school, I was like, actually art's really cool. And like, I'll just do this. Um, but I like, didn't want to give up on either one of them. And then I was like, whoa, comics is just all of that. You know, if you want, you can just do both of them. And so I started doing that as well. And um, when we started going to that comic shop, we, you know, they had some kind of smaller press stuff out. And I was like, we should ask them <laughs> like if they'll sell, like, no, nothing. And Christian was like, oh, I don't know, you know, and I was like, let's do it, you know? And so we just asked him and they were like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, definitely bring your stuff here. We'll put it out. And they even put it out like next to the comics and they were like new this week. And it was like this wow, big cool. deal. And we have like a picture of like the three of us and we're all like, huh, that's <laughs> awesome. Her stuff is being sold here. And, like, we just didn't know, you know, it was just like a bunch of kind of weird doodles in there. Like in that magazine, there is a image of uh, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks and Woody Allen combined <laughs> that I drew. <laughs> it's just nonsense. We were like, they're selling it, I guess. <laughs> and so we just kind of like decided to do that. And then after that, we did um, a couple tablings and we met like random people and it just kind of took off. Like people were just, hey, can I, well, you know, we would be like, would you want to be in it? Like, is that cool? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. Or people would ask to be in it. Um, and then I started going on, Instagram and just following different people, not like for that purpose necessarily, but just being like, you know, there's just a lot of talent out there. Yeah. And I would find people who I had been following for a while. Like, um, there's a guy, damn Carl. I remember I reached out to him pretty early on or like a uh, full hair weave. He does these really cool little, I think he was like in our third issue or something, but he has these little like cool doodles and he would just do them on like napkins and stuff. And I was like, man, like that's cool. Like y you should be somewhere, you know what I mean? But there really <laughs> yeah. isn't like a, a place for that like I think people think okay there's web comics and then there's like full-on comics man like you know but it's like not necessarily that right so I like that we're able to sort of let people kind of contribute and in the beginning we didn't really have a lot of comics and then 
all of a sudden it like exploded. <laughs> and then the last it like more of a comic kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, cool. crazy. Like that's most of the submissions we get. We used to have like this guy, uh, Paul Cohort John. I think that's how you say his last name. It's a cool last name. Not really sure how to say it, um, but he makes awesome comics. He made like Tales on the Toilet. Um, you should have him on here. He's really cool. Um, but uh, he originally we found him on Reddit. We had I think he posted or I can't remember it was like Christian did or something. And he was writing like short stories and he wanted to be in a zine or like publish them in a zine. And we were like, yeah, man, like put him in ours, you know? Yeah. And he would write the, these awesome like short stories and they were so interesting. And he was like directing a, like a short film. And we're like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> he's like, from Missouri. And he's like, I got to move to the UK. Cause like my wife's from the UK. And we we're like, Why? <laughs> like this guy's awesome. And then, uh, he started doing comics and it's like incredible. Like he mm-hmm. makes like the funniest comics and they're just like super cool and interesting. And he like whips them out like that. And I'm like, what is this guy? But it's like awesome. Cause we just like found people like that. And uh, we just were really lucky. We kind of got introduced, but all these people are incredibly underrated. Like even the ones who have a pretty good following, I'm like, you could definitely have more. Like you're doing like great stuff. So that's kind of what we offer is just like more exposure and sort of like a community. Um, That wasn't, we wanted that, but it, you know, and we weren't sure if that was going to happen and it did kind of happen. And we've seen like people meet through the magazine and then end up doing other projects. And like, we love that because we just kind of want more people to read comics. Like we would, we used to watch like cartoonist kayfabe all the time and they would talk about, you know, just, encouraging people to do comics and to try it and to just you know give it a shot you know what I mean I feel like it's one of those mediums that people just don't even think to try but I feel like there should just be more stories of it you know and there's so much you can do with it so um yeah sorry that was a long ramble but <laughs> no, you're good you're good you're great <laughs> yeah actually twitch is giving you lots of love for having stuff in the stores and like yeah. wow. helping Thanks people so get stuff in the stores yeah, no, yeah I mean it's just really courageous I mean uh just to have the bravery going, like, hey, can we show you our stuff? And the person's like, yeah, you can show our stuff or all that stuff. Too. Yeah. I mean, just even having the courage to just knock on doors, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, and, it's tough. And Dex deserves a, applause for that. Yeah. Well, it works out so well because <clears throat> so we have like, it works out so well because of the people who are in it. Like Jacob is like our tech guy like he runs our website he's like the foundation he writes a lot of the like descriptions on there and he's so funny like he has like the weirdest sense of humor it makes me laugh so hard but he like really understands that and he's also like just always really energetic like whenever we would table he would just run around he'd be like this guy wants to buy like four of our zines because i talked to him (laughs) and he would just like get somebody and then we would just because we're all just like really excited and uh about it and it's like it's so fun too to like like uh there is my stuff like my stuff is in it you know what I mean like it definitely is in there and I and I definitely design a lot of the covers I'll be honest um just because I love I love designing covers that's like my favorite thing um and so but uh but it's really easy to be like please read this magazine because it's not necessarily just me it's like all these people who I'm like that guy's awesome like you need to read that comic or like you need to see like her stuff like it's just like really exciting and it's, it's like really easy to talk about. So we don't mind doing it. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of grew up with like a, a big sales background and like my mom is, 
um, really religious. <laughs> She's like a minister. Um, okay. All right. Long story. But anyway, I was like, grew up really much in like the public eye. So like, I know how to like sell things to people in a sense. So, but it's like really easy to do that when you're talking about like, no, nothing. Cause it's just like, yeah, these people are cool. Read our magazine. Right. right. <laughs> we try so hard. <laughs> like, you know, you can honestly say that like, something there will be something in there for you for no matter because all these people are contributing you yeah. may not be hey comics a and b may not be your cup of tea but comics c d e f through z will be fantastic for you yeah and even then like not it's not always comics which i kind of love because it kind of exposes you to a lot of things like there's gonna be a a medium you know that you enjoy like if you're just there for the images and just to browse through like that's fine but also like if you want like a long story like we'll do that like the slash issue and we want to do this a little bit more but um we asked a lot of the people who frequently submit to our magazine like a question like i talked about um a story where I, what i kind of like told you about which was when we first started the magazine i was working on that um jar jar banks woody allen piece right um because jacob had written this stupid poem where he like referenced them and i was like wouldn't it be so stupid <laughs> if i drew this combination and like you have to understand like i had just dropped out of art school because this german professor was like your art is too pretty and you'll never be an artist and i was like oh my gosh the art world is so strange and intense and then like i was like drawing like what i thought was nonsense and i what thought it was school like school is this <laughs> uh it was ucf for some reason yeah. <laughs> i don't know Central uh, university of Central florida mm -hmm. wow okay. orlando it wasn't even like it was like a painter's one course guy was taking it way too seriously <laughs> what were you painting what kind of um it was uh we would do different um like not genres but oh my god it's been so long since i've been in art school this is so embarrassing but what's like you know like different movements sorry art movements yeah and so yeah. we like expressionism or something okay. and you would have to do like a painting that was like an expressionist painting in that form okay yeah. yeah and then and it was always like the same dimensions and you would make a painting a week and i would make ones and i I don't know. I thought they were good. <laughs> and then I remember one time he was late to the class and it was expressionism. And I made this painting and I was like, this is awesome. There's no way this guy's not going to like this. And so the like TA or whatever was like, hey, let's let's vote on um, let's vote on uh, like not vote, but like comment on one that like speaks to you and then say why. Yeah. And like they people, different people raised their hands and like four people said mine. And I was like feeling really good. And I was like, this yeah. is the day. It's going to be awesome. The professor comes in and every time he would, which this was so humiliating. They love to this in art school, but you would have to go to the front of the class and then they talk about your piece in front right. of you and be like, okay. yeah. Hey, I don't like this. It's and he would trick, literally right? say that. Yeah. So he was like, mm, I don't like it. I don't know just why like, I don't like it, just but that. I don't like it. And then he goes, I like this one, this one, this one, this one. Literally pointed to every single one around mine and then said, but yours, I don't like, and I don't know why. And I was like, awesome. He, he doesn't <laughs> like you. Like that's, that's yeah. the only thing. And I was like, that's cool. And then I like wow. sat down and I was like, I don't know about this. That's <laughs> so, horrible. Yeah. That's a, horrible. A, simple no, a simple no would suffice. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. Thank you so much for that. Because it's not even like, is that even criticism at that point? That's just like, I don't like it. And it's like, right. No, great. that's, that has nothing to do. <laughs> Definitely with know how to run with that. Did. Yeah. With your technical yeah. abilities. 
which is all undergraduate art, I'm told, is yeah. about just the technical mostly. Yeah. Um, so that's why comics is like <laughs> insanely different. I mean, it, you're it's like, so typical that they would tell somebody in art school that they'd never be an artist and then you drop yeah. out and become an artist. Yes. Like yeah. better, probably more of an artist than most people who went and graduated from that school right now. My favorite quote uh, is from the Troy Parker and the other guy, like where they're, they're the only people like doing their films or anything. Everyone else doing like these like super like deep meaning films and they're doing about like cardboard cutouts about the kids that they remind from their growing up as a kid like kids that remind them when they're growing up as a kid and like yeah they're by far the most successful one of any of them and not even like comparatively yeah. it's like what he's like he's like and they were t- i was told by the they were like we were told by our professors that we were going to amount to nothing yeah and clearly that's not the case <laughs> yeah obviously it's really interesting because i think it just sort of it completely depends on like like there's no necessarily like a source for where like good art comes from. And I think it's more about like the support that you have and like the encouragement. And I think that's honestly what a lot of people need. Like when I was in art school, I feel like a lot of people were like, well, you need to learn to be critiqued because the world is difficult and people are mean. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, they are. And I know that part already. And I didn't come to college to learn that part. <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Like, I think more than anything, I learned more from people who were encouraging. Like, I had this one art teacher, like, they weren't all bad. I had this one art teacher, and she was, uh, she taught um, 2D design, which I was, like, not into design. I don't know why. I just, like, didn't really think it was interesting. I always thought design equals advertising. And I was like, I'm not in advertising. Why would I care about design? (laughs) Dumb, 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 dumb. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then I, like, was in the designs magazines yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) completely different now it's like my favorite thing and I absolutely love design it's like so important to me but it was because I like learned it in her class and we did like cut paper and I was like this is weird and then the more I did it I was like this is kind of dope and then I was like balancing things and she was really encouraging she was like you have a really good like photogenic eye and she asked me to be in an art show like after I like left her class and it was just like very encouraging you know to like have that like support and that really was what motivated me. And also that was why I wanted to be like a teacher was to be that person to be like, yeah, hey, yeah, like, yeah. hey, your stuff's great. You know what I mean? Because those are the people who really got me to like do way more was like out of that encouragement. And so when I dropped, I was like, oh man, I'm never going to be able to do that again. And then like, this has become <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like we get to right. just like encourage all these people and be like, I think your stuff's so good that I'm going to publish it in a magazine. Like, even if it's like the smallest pressing, like people just think like, that's so cool. Like my stuff is published. Oh, it's special. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, like it's a, a great it's feeling. A really like, great so feeling. like to go be able to go back and point something like I did yeah. that. Look at like, this is like, it's my trophy. That's I can physically hold in my hand. It really means something. Yeah, exactly. And my favorite thing to do too, is I like to find like random people that I've like worked with. Um, cause I've worked a couple of different places. I used to work in a, a security department for a school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, there was this guy, this guard who drew incredible stuff. I mean, like incredible, like, I don't know, like I can't even explain, but he would make these like superhero sketches. And like, it was so clear, like he had read a bunch of, but he would build, build like these robots and they were just so interesting. And he would like leave them on the desk cause he would work the night shift and I worked in the morning and he would yeah. leave them on a desk for me because he knew that I did art and he would because he wanted to show me and he was really shy and really quiet and I was like hey man like we're making this magazine it was our second one I think and I said we're doing this magazine like can I put it in the magazine and he was just like 
yeah, like, that's <laughs> awesome. Yes, I would love that. And I was like, okay. So I like put it in there and he was on the back page and like inside and I like brought it into him and it was just like, it meant like so much to him, you know? And it was just like really awesome to just like see. Cause I was like, this is cool. Like people should know about that like art and like people's, uh, people are just creative all the time and it's like all around you. But I just think there's certain people who just like don't really think they're good enough or like they don't know where their stuff would fit well and I feel like when you're making a magazine like no nothing it's like it's an anthology so you can literally just put whatever you want in there you know what I mean to a certain extent it's never going to feel really out of place you know or if you're like okay I'm I'm making this new comic and it's like a new character and I'm not really sure about it I just let me just make like a couple pages and then you're kind of like well what do I do like do I put this out on the web and it's like you can kind of get some feedback from that but we can be like, no, like, let's publish it. Let's see what, you know, see what happens. And then now it's published and you can see it physically and you can go like, yeah, I want to keep doing this or no, like maybe I don't, you know what I mean? You have like the opportunity to do that. And I think that's kind of like tough in the comic world because you always think you have to make like a full book or like a mini comic or right. then you got to figure out the layout and like, that's a pain. <laughs> so right. I mean, like there's parts of the process that people don't always know how to do or like have the energy for, you know. Totally it's different drawing on your desk and like showing somebody who's on the morning shift than like publishing and trying to get a comic shop to buy it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we also um, sell it in more than one place. <clears throat> we sell it at, we used to sell it at remix records. I think we need to like refill. That's been a long time ago, but uh, we regularly sell it at park Ave and now I work there. So, which is a, it's a record place in Orlando park Ave CDs. Okay. And they have like a, magazine like a zine section so I like stock it there and I sell my comics there and then I work there so I get to just like talk to people about it so sometimes people will be buying it and I'll be like um I made that and I get really (laughs) nervous all of a sudden (laughs) you want me to sign it I can do that right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) people uh, somebody asked me and it made me feel like so good I was like um yeah okay sure like I guess I'll sign it um yeah it is it's great because I get to like talk about it and I think that gets people I think that's what's great about tabling is you can really like talk about more about the meaning behind it. And I think when people know, like this person seems like they genuinely care about this and it's not just like for the money or whatever people would think, I don't know, (laughs) but you just kind of like immediately know like, Oh yeah, like I would like to buy this or be more involved. And um, I found like some more readers and stuff that way and and more people who want to like publish and put stuff in the magazine. So yeah, it all like works out really well. So you do you assemble it um, by hand or is it digital or how does it the actual process work? Uh, so originally yeah. it was always by hand, um, okay. and it is not always always by hand. Like it is in the sense that like we fold every single one, we staple every single one. Okay. If you're buying it from our Patreon, like we packaged it, we hand wrote your address, we decorate the packages, like. There is a lot of like hand done stuff like going on. And then a lot of the stuff in it, like I hand draw and like we'll write it out. Um, and there are a lot, like I think the last, like I don't even know how many issues, but quite a few issues were originally like just all hand done. And what we would do is we'd like cut everything out, paste it. And there was like an okay. actual copy. We would take it to FedEx, scan okay. that, and then upload it, kind of like move some things around. Not really. It was usually like that was basically the final product and then we'd send it off to the printers. Um, But then recently, like a lot of stuff has been going on and 
there are some date, you know, these certain months, you know, especially when you're doing a monthly magazine, it's like, okay, like the deadline's approaching. We got to do this fast kind of thing. So we ended up doing some of them digital here and there, but for the most part, like every single time that we do it digitally, we're not typing it out for the most part, like, right. And drawing every single one. And Christian has like a, a history and like doing graffiti and stuff. So he's really great at like lettering, which is okay. great. Yeah. If you see any like really good lettering, it's probably him. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do like, I'm getting better, but like, yeah, he, he, he does like all the, uh, like the contents page and stuff. Like he writes okay. all of the, like hand does them and stuff like that. So okay. yeah, it still is like a lot of hand done because we wanted it to be that way. Like we want it to feel like kind of like a scrapbook or not really a scrapbook, but like, you know what I mean? Something that you want feels to- born. Feels indie, not like big machine. Yeah, because we don't want to ever feel that way. I, I don't want to ever feel like this is a pretentious thing. That's like mm-hmm. the furthest thing from our minds. <laughs> um, Interesting. And, like, I hope we don't ever come across that way, which I don't think we do, but I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> and what, what kind of printer do you use? Um, well, we use uh, like a printing place we send it off to. I honestly okay. forgot what it's called, but oh, okay. if you need it, I'll let no. you know. <laughs> no, no, no. We are just going to... Yeah. How autobiographical are your comics? Because like we haven't talked about we yeah, talked we about oh yeah sorry we talk, let's sorry talk about transition Eric. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well no just because so like you talked because I actually want to talk actually about because you literally do a comic that not to spoiler it's about a character doing stand up and you're talking about going in front of everybody being judged and like if you're if you did stand up that's literally what you're doing yeah you are, I mean you're making people laugh and we're and people are thankful for you doing it yeah. That's literally what you're doing is you're going up and you're being judged. So yeah, Gary the Blob how, is the name of the character. Yes. Barry yeah. the Blob is the name of the character. We have um there's issue zero and issue and Barry the Blob tonight, which is his stand-up routine. Yeah. And I was just curious how autobiographical because another year's your half birthday feels very, very autobiographical in yeah. that I can see you and I can see the girl on it, and they look very similar. They're even wearing the same color shirt, actually. Yeah. Um, so pretty much all of my stuff is pretty autobiographical. I just think that most of, um, whenever I'm writing, I, I like writing that feels really sincere. And I think the easiest way to be sincere is to tell like a version of your own story. Like you can switch some things out or whatever, but truly it should be kind of like somebody, I mean, not always, some people have incredible inventive imaginations, but I've just looked at my own writing and seen like, okay, I write way better when it comes from a place that I like understand. Yeah. So, um, so yes, they are anthologies. Windows, I think about totally an anthology. That's or not anthology, but like it's autobiographical. I'm just like stuck on the anthology word because we were just talking about the zine. <laughs> um, anyway, it is autobiographical, 100. And so is the Windows. I think about that was actually the or sorry, the uh, half birthday. That was the first comic I ever made. You can kind of tell because the margins are like, where are the margins? Which um, one was? Which one? Uh, the half birthday one was half the birthday. very first okay. one I did. Half birthday by me, the one that it's, I think yeah. it's depressing, exactly. but it's, it's, yeah. it's, very, like, I, it's not like, I, don't, I didn't read this. I'm like, ooh, no, I'm going to go eat ice cream because that reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it is very sad. Um, I remember actually when I first, one of my first tablings, I was at, I was tabling at Banff and this little girl came up. She was like, probably like 10 or something. And she like, opens it up because it's colorful and it looks nice <laughs> and so she opens it up and she like reads it and then she finishes and she goes well that was sad and then she <laughs> walked away 
<laughs> and I was like, oh no. I like, cause I didn't want to stop her cause I didn't want to be like, that's inappropriate. Cause it's like not, you know what I mean? Like, I guess all I'm like exposing her to is like sadness, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a sad one. Um, I actually wrote it on my half birthday. I was like kind of going through it. And, and when I first started doing art, I don't feel this way as much anymore, but I used to make art a lot more when I was like down. So I was like, it was kind of like my way of like coming out of stuff would be like, okay, I kind of want to be alone a lot. And when I'm alone, I still wanted to feel productive and to feel like make myself feel better. I'd be like, well, let me be productive and I'll make a piece of art. And so sometimes it like is whatever I'm like going through. So I was going through it and I was like, whatever, I'll make this comic. And then I made it and I was like, do I want everybody to read this? And then I was like, whatever, like, <laughs> let's just do it. Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you I made thought, it. So my, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'll just do it and it'll be fine. And, and I think that the comic community is, is really real and raw. And that's like very like normal, I think not always, but like, you do see that a lot. So I was just kind of like, whatever, let's just go for it this first time. And then when I did Windows, I never had to worry about, well, am I going like too sad with this one? I would just be like, I didn't have a birthday. This will yeah. be fine. <laughs> like, oh, okay. it matter, you know, so it was like pretty good. But Barry is, um, so I. Wait, wait, wait. Want... Windows. Let's just talk about let's, let's Windows. Talk about Windows. Oh, Windows. Okay. Talk... What, what was the inspiration? Like, why Windows, first of all? Like, what was the the intro to Windows or um, in your in your process what do you write first or do you just draw or how do you um um so actually pretty much all of them are written in my notes like in my notes app okay <laughs> um usually i'll be like thinking about something and um the idea behind windows was i talk a lot <laughs> and um i can write a lot and i used to always like write a lot in high school like i remember they would be like okay 500 word minimum and i'd be like <laughs> cowards like i'm gonna go <laughs> 500 like so stupid but i would just i would be like i can write about anything and i like to write and i can think about a lot of words and so windows was the idea that i wanted to like dilute what i do because i as i've gotten older and and i've realized that i'm like very much drawn to uh when people are able to say a lot with a little and it's there's something very like powerful in that especially when you can kind of leave a lot up to the imagination because yeah. you, you can allow people and readers to sort of fill in the gaps with either their own experiences or what they want to project onto that. There's something like really powerful about that by not giving everything away. And so when I was doing Windows, the very first page, the first one is that uh, like, uh, I'm not afraid of dying or what's on the other side. I'm more afraid of living um, a very useless normal life, life. Yeah. useless life there you go that was it <laughs> i was like normal life <laughs> my head anyway um but that was like i was like okay i'm just gonna do four panels because i want to make a comic and i'm gonna do four colors and they're all gonna be like really minimal and i just want to make this thing and so i made it one night and i posted it and it like was the most <laughs> well-received thing i'd ever made <laughs> like oh, cool. people were sharing it people messaged me and were like that was so good. Like it was really important to me. And I was like, I, I like said like <laughs> a sentence, you know what I mean? Like, but it was like enough that people, you know, and it was really simple and it wasn't like anything, but for some reason it like really like got to people. Yeah. And I was like, I can do this. I can keep doing these. This only took me like a little bit of time. Plus I was working with a lot of materials that I was really familiar with. Like watercolor is 
by far like my favorite it's medium. watercolor yeah what else? yeah it's all watercolor and it's micron pen micron pen oh, okay yeah yeah and then it's um like the actual sketchbook itself is like only like this big oh it's small um, yeah it works small pretty, okay pretty small yeah i mean i can work big too but i like to work small because okay. cool. <laughs> it just i don't know i feel like things get done faster when i'm working small some, I mean, but sometimes I, we have people with uh, simple things that are like on full comic pages, you know? Yeah. And we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that? Like but, uh, the Barry the Blob I did make in the standard comic. Oh, okay. Size. The zero one, um, the one where he takes the edible is uh, okay. is done the big style. I actually oh, cool. took a class um, from Enzo Garza. Do you guys know Guckos Scout? No, okay. Okay. So it's uh, Gekos is like a uh, a comic that's published by Scout. It's really good. And Enzo Garza actually is one of the owners of um, Banff Comics. Banff. And so when we started going into there, I made I became friends with him like pretty early on. And I was there on um Free Comic Book Day, and I was like, Hey, like anything you'd recommend? Like you know, just asking. And he was like, This seems I don't know, pretty good. And he like opened up. And there was this comic and I was like, yeah, this is dope. Like, who did this? And he was like, um, I actually did this. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, like you have a comic? Classic. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he, he makes his own comic and he used to be in, um, oh my God, I'm blanking so hard. It's not a ball, but it's called, uh, I forgot. There's a, another, uh, I think it's like a publishing or like maybe it was a magazine that he was in for a while and he got published by them for a while, but he started out just making his own and then he would go tabling different places and like the word just kind of like got out and the right people kind of got involved. And so he explained that to me and I was like, huh, okay, like <laughs> this is cool. Like I could do that. Like I'm not doing anything anyway. Like I want to be, I don't want to give up on art. I'll probably work a day job. Out of this point, I had a job that I was working anyway, but I like wanted to have something else that I was like working on. And like we were doing no nothing, but you know, personal projects. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that, you know? And then I did Half Birthday and then Windows came later on. Um, but yeah, basically Windows was sort of, I feel like my my biggest success, at least for now. I mean, I haven't been able to table it, so like, I don't really know, but it's the thing that I'm most proud of because it's the longest <laughs> and I kind of like everything that's in it. Um, but yeah, the idea was just to sort of make make them all like just one page. So it's very simple. Um, and then it's always a thought. And then um, as I started to do the comic more and more, I started to create like more rules for myself. Like for instance, every panel has to be its own like thing. Like oh. they can't be too similar. <laughs> um, okay. I've done ones, like there's that one that's <laughs> about um, if there's a God. Originally I had the first panel was like uh, just clouds. And yeah. I was like, that's cliche and dumb. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I need to do something else. And so I just like thought oh, okay. really, really hard about what God felt like to me. And I always feel like when sun comes in and it hits the floor and it makes those like squares, mm -hmm. it feels kind of like God. <laughs> it feels it like spirit or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine like, oh my gosh, it looks like something's going to come down or something through that, whatever. And then I was like, an escalator seems kind of sad and it looks like a waiting room. <laughs> and that feels a lot like, 
you know, what that would feel like. And so that's kind of like how I would build everything. And I would just focus on one sentence at a time and then I pencil it. And then I go to the next panel and I think of another one. And then I just go in and I like ink it all and then I watercolor it. Pretty easy. And then I scanned it. And then I ended up bringing it into um, like my like Photoshop. And I was like boosting the colors. And then the white ended up looking kind of like purplish. And I was like, is that bad? And then I was like, <laughs> nah, it's kind of cool. So I just decided to um, print it that way. So actually it's like purple and then it has like the full. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, I honestly like when I, cause how I read these, I read the berries first and I read half birthday. That's I how they're thought- written, so. Okay, oh, well, well I, I, I thought this was your last one just because, like, it oh, just sorry, yeah. was, like, just by far, like, just, I like, not not that, like, the, the others aren't full comics, but this is a full-er comic, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Definitely. I speak I speak words well. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, yeah, so it was, it went half birthday, and then I did Barry. Um, I actually did Barry one first. Sorry, that's very confusing. I don't know why I did it that way. It was because when I finished one, it ends with like a to be continued. And at the time I was writing like a second one, but I was doing it on my iPad. And then I signed up for this class where Enzo was teaching like how to make mini comics. And I was okay. like the traditional way using like the big paper and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. I wanted to do that, but I didn't want to like ruin your, your time class. One, yeah, like I didn't want to like restart two. I was like, I'll just finish it digitally. I'll just make a different story. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I just drew this off one off story? Because like the way I look at it is it's kind of like Seinfeld or something like that, like a sitcom <laughs> where every episode is just his own like bumbling through life kind of deal. Okay. So I was like, wouldn't it be funny if he got too high and then he has to like get to a set? That's very relatable for me. So <laughs> where are you standing never- up to? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not a stand-up. I do really want to be one, um, or I used to want to be one. And so that's why I live vicariously through Barry. But there's this oh, okay. part of me that's like, I should do it or try just so <laughs> that not- I have that experience. Because I feel like it's cheating almost to not, you know what I mean, to like expose this character of mine to the trials of being a comedian without having like experienced it myself. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm nervous. And that was always my joke was like, I would just be like a blob. Like I would just be an anxious blob. And that's how I came up with Barry was like, he's exactly what I would be if I was on stage. And then the idea is I always tell people, oh, it's a comic about a uh, blob who's a bad stand-up comedian in New York. And I always say he's a bad stand-up. So that way, like if they're reading it and they're like, these jokes suck. <laughs> I, I can like thought this was your standard routine. You just drew it. Like I'm like, oh, this oh, is really? funny. She just like I was bored one day. And I drew my standup routine, but like I didn't want to show myself, so I just did it as a blob. That would be a good idea, honestly. But no, I yeah, no, I wanted to. I kind of wanted to make jokes about what he is, and like the, the other comics that I'm writing right now. Like I want to use more of like his blobbiness to do like. um like action comedy or you know like physical comedy yeah. i want to use it more with like his form because it's kind of funny and i just like thinking up like really dumb jokes it's just like really easy to write a blob and i think it's always gonna be funnier because it's him for some reason it just like always seems a little stupid and the other yeah. idea is that everyone else in the world is pretty normal you know what i mean like yeah a lot of just normal people and everyone's just kind of like what's this fucking guy but it's new york so nobody cares you know so 
that's sort of the idea um your instagram has like a ton of art like not always comics i think right yeah Um, like some of them are just sketches and just like uh things that you do that aren't necessarily comics um was it hard for you to transition into like a panel by panel yeah um yeah was it did it take that class to kind of do it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah um yeah it wasn't i mean he didn't i don't want to be like he didn't teach us that much but (laughs) he did teach us um the paneling i think i got a little bit better at from reading comics the more you read it, I think the more you get examples of like, okay, so that's how they laid it out. And that's how, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I really am drawn to that. Like when I pick out comics, to be honest, I look a lot for like art style, um, more than anything, because for me, it's like just really interesting. I've definitely read a lot of ones that are fascinating, whatever, but whenever I can see like oh, this person's like laying things out really differently or really taking advantage of the medium of comics. Mm -hmm. I think comics is doing something that no other medium does, which is you have so much control. Like I started to think of it as like a movie where I was like, I'm the director. I get to like cut every cut, every angle, every, you know what I mean? Like it's full control over like everything that's happening. And then some, I wrote this very small budget because you know how to draw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's like, that's something incredibly powerful because you completely make up your own universe. And I'm kind of taking stuff that already exists in my own world and creating things. But when I make like Barry, that's completely just from my own head. Like I don't use yeah. really references too much. I mean, I kind of look up some stuff. Like I had to look up like a taxi cab because I was like, what's a car? You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember how all that works, but for, to a certain extent, I try to like use my own brain to, to try to think of stuff because I think you come across more illustrative because in my art history, like when I would do art, I was really drawn to surrealism is my, like my favorite medium. Okay. And the thing that I like about surrealism is it's very realistic but you kind of look at it and you go, something feels like off about this. And so that was always what I was going for. So that hyper-realism I was going for, but now I'm kind of like, I don't really like that anymore. <laughs> and I really want to go more towards like an illustrated style. And if I look too hard at like references, I, I kind of end up doing it a little too realistic and I don't really want to do that. Interesting. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, what is your, as your aesthetic, uh, like how do you choose the colors that you choose? Um, I don't really know. <laughs> um, or, or I, do you have any, like, do you use references when you're, um, doing colors or do you, is it, I mean, um, Barry one, I, I'm not talking about Barry zero cause that, that was yeah, separate, fine. but Barry one is just red and white, right? Mm-hmm. Black. Yeah. yeah. Is that um, uh, intentional? Like, yeah. Um, okay. Well, the original idea was I wanted to draw like the classic red curtain behind him when he was like performing. Okay. And then as I did that, I had automatically done the line work in black. And then I thought, you know, it's kind of cool to do black, white, and red. And then originally I was going to stick with that. And that was, that was always going to be the color palette. But now I'm kind of like, I don't really know if I want to do that anymore. <laughs> um, the fun thing about Barry is I, I've kind of decided to just be like, it doesn't need to be consistent. It doesn't have to be, um, especially when, you know, I'm just kind of starting out. If eventually I find like, okay, you know what? I think I always want to watercolor him. And I think I always want it to be this certain way. I'll stick with that and that's fine. But in the beginnings, like 
I don't mind that he has a bit of a weird past because even if this went really far down the line and I'm looking back on it, I think it would be really cool as a reader to go, oh my God, the first one was just black, white, and red. That's so weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's so odd. I didn't know that they like the original ones. I just think that would be really fun to discover anyway. So when I thought about it that way, I was just kind of like, what does it matter if I need to change things or if he, another thing that I was worried about when I was doing comics was like, well, if I make a character and I get better at drawing, that character is going to start to look (laughs) different. I you mean, know, that's that's normal. As a, but... as a yeah. to Garfield, he looks different now or now yeah. than back then. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, that was oh. another thing I was going to mention is like how funny it is to decide to start a comics and like choose Blob as yeah. like, the character. Yeah. You never actually have to have a consistent character. Yeah. Or, like panel to panel, he can look different, you know? Exactly. And that's like why I wanted to do it was I was like, this is so easy. It actually started <laughs> in a, a text conversation with uh, Enzo. I was talking to him about something and I made a joke and he's like, you sound like a stand-up comedian and you know how you can draw in your notes app. So yeah. I like, or like in your chat app or whatever. So I like drew this little blob character with a microphone and it said, is this thing on? And he was like, that's so funny. You should make that a comic. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> should yeah. make that a comic. And then I just immediately that day made like two the first two pages of uh of the black, white, and red one, the very well. One. That's what I was kind of getting at is like your yeah. colors uh are v- like simple but like com- complex, right? I, yeah. I guess like I uh, love like uh color palettes. I think it seems really yeah, fun. it seems like uh like like you said with Windows, like you were scaling back your words. Uh, to be more intentional and like and that's why it works maybe so well because it's like very simple but like you still feel that complexity yeah um, whereas yeah. Barry rambles like a lot <laughs> and Barry rambles but the the yeah. colors are simple right oh yeah and, and our character is simple like it's yeah. like it's that duality of like yeah uh like I, and I think the best artists kind of cut corners like that and yeah uh, I do have a serious question though how did you choose the potato, the potato chip name of the bag? <laughs> uh, what is it, Eric? What does it say? Gay's potato chips. <laughs> okay. I wanted to. Um, this has kind of been my joke all like for a while. There's another comic that has never been released, and it's called um, it's called Battlefield Mall, which is weird, but it was a mall <laughs> that I went to when I was a kid. Um, and someday I'm going to write this comic, but it's one of those things where I'm like holding out for my ability level to like get to a certain level. I don't know. I, I haven't done that with anything else, but I just like really like the concept and I feel like I want to be at a certain state with my art and like understanding like how to make comics more often so that I can really give it the attention that it deserves. But in the magazine, or sorry, not in the magazine, in the comic, um, I wanted to change all the business names so I wouldn't get in trouble and like replace them <laughs> with stupid things. And so I kind of wanted to do that with Barry too, because I thought, well, what would be funny if I just like changed this? I don't want to write lays, so I'll just write gays. And I'm bi, so I was like, that's fine. I can do that. It's allowed. Um, <laughs> no one's going to come for me. <clears throat> and I was like, it'll just make people laugh. And every time I forget it's in there and then I open it up and I just like... <laughs> chuckle myself <laughs> that's pretty funny you know and then i did like an upside down w it's just like kind of anything to have you know 
fun with it, I guess. But yeah, yeah. serious Make question. Yourself, sure. <laughs> yourself laugh first before you try to make someone else laugh. Yeah. Well, that's the idea is like, um, I, when I was in like college and stuff, I felt like oh, I'm really thinking a lot about what people want of my art. And then when I just started doing it on my own, especially when I did comics, I was like, you know what, I'll just do whatever I want. And then if people think that's funny, great. And if they don't, then maybe I won't do that one as much. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> but so far it's worked out. And I think that there is, uh, there are people who really appreciate kind of weird senses of humor and like just odd stuff. And there's like yep. a community for that for sure. And so I don't know, that's, I feel like it's one of the best mediums and a medium that I feel like uh, expresses sort of who I am better than any of the other ones that I have done before. I still do art because I, it's more of like an exercise thing. And sometimes I think, well, I'd rather be making something than not making something. And so I do still kind of lean into that more. And I'd like to get more on the train of like making comics more often. But then I always, whenever I do make one, I hold on to it until I can like publish it. Like I have one that's ready to go. That's going to be published probably more towards like the winter or November ish. Um, and it's cause it's like about a coat. <laughs> so I was like, this will go better. You know what I mean? During that time. And I didn't want to publish it. Cause I was like on the web, like people will kind of see it, but like, I don't know, there's something about like physical copies. I feel like that's really powerful and just feels a lot better. And Do you guys have related. physical copy subscribers or? Um... Yeah. So yeah, we do, okay. um, so we, we have a couple of different things. We sell them all obviously in the two stores, but then we also do Patreon. Um, and so we have different subscribers um, for $3 a month. You can get the magazine, just, just the magazine, three bucks, pretty cheap. It's like the cheapest way to get it. Cheaper than individual issues. What was that? It's cheaper than individual issues. I was looking at your website. Yeah, and it individual is. issues, three fifty. So you're saving yourself 50 cents. Yeah, it's, it's like the cheapest way for sure. And that's kind of like, we wanted to do that because we want like everyone to have it who wants it. Like the idea, and I mean, I believe in this too, like with my comics, like I try not to price anything too high. I mean, I guess I price windows a little bit high, but like not even really, it's full color. <laughs> I think it's like five bucks. So it's like not that big of a deal, but um, I still want like, I would so much rather have more people have it than anything. Um, and so that's why all of our issues are free to read online. Um, you can subscribe for three bucks a month and we'll just send, we'll mail you the magazine. For five, I think you get the magazine and some stickers. The $7 tier, we started a publishing company um, about three or four months ago, I wanna say, um, where we started publishing things. Technically, my comics were the first things that they published. We used to always write, like you can see, you can see like NNM publishing at the top. Um, and that was, those are technically the first ones that we published, but then we decided like, let's, let's do it for real because we were meeting people who were like mad talented, but yeah. didn't have the money to invest in that. Because the thing is, is like, it also helps us because the printing costs, like once you sit a, hit a certain mark, like the shipping kind of goes down and like yeah. levels out, you know, for us. So we try to order bigger orders, but it's like, we don't want to buy a bunch of the issue. Right. Like, we kind of want to level that out. So we decided, okay, well, let's do publishing, you know, and we'll reach out to these people and, you know, hopefully they'll want to do it. And the deal that we have is like, so will they send us it? We format it for them. We send it off to our printers. We print it, we staple it, we fold them, we do it all. And then we send you a big stack so that you can have it. And then all we ask is that 
an issue goes out to all of our $7 and above Patreon subscribers um, that month and they get to see your stuff. And then we'll give like a couple issues. Like we usually drop off like five in a, at our couple locations. So it'd be like Banff and then Park Ave CDs. So we kind of like put them all there and then um, that way everybody gets it, but it's a pretty good deal. And we try to do it because, and it's helped a lot. And we, we definitely have gotten like a lot of people who, we're like, oh yeah, like totally. I want to do that, you know, because yeah, it is really overwhelming and uh, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I bet. To do it, especially formatting. Like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, I, I honestly have Christian because he's like the editor and he knows how to figure out the page layout thing. But like, I don't. My brain doesn't understand that. So <laughs> every time he's like, okay, and then we'll format it this way, and so we like reformat the comics and stuff. But it's been it's been pretty easy. A lot of people have been sending us stuff that's like in black and white. So. We can definitely, you know, the costs aren't too high or anything for that. And then what we do for some of them, we start to do more often is we'll do like a full color front and back cover. And then the inside is all black and white. Um, but they're, you know, they're really great, big, thick comics. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah, they're like awesome. And the stuff that people like come up with is like amazing. So I get really excited every month. I always like wait until they are actually like physically there. And then I like read them and oh, cool. stuff. Because Christian's usually the one who like formats them, um, so yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank. Well, uh, <laughs> what a great guest you've been. Yes. Thank you very All much. Right. <laughs> amazing. No, really. Uh, no, amazing. It was fantastic talking to you too, and thank, thank you, you for so much about everything magazine or the zine or comic book related. Yeah, great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Do you have awesome. anything uh, else to plug? Anything um, coming up or, or um, just the, the magazine? And, um, yeah, so I do actually. So Enzo Garza and I are going to be doing a, a joint comic. It's going to be an overlap of Gut Ghost and um, Bury the Blob. Cool. And so we're doing one um, that's just going to be published by uh, Know Nothing. And so we're working on it right now. It's going to be really stupid and great. And um, I feel like the characters are going to get along really well. He's his character is kind of gruff and, you know, but like they're very similar, like the way that we, and his comic is very like slice of life as well. So okay. kind of always talked about overlapping. And so we decided like we should definitely do it. And so we have it all set up and we're starting to work on it. And then I'm actually going to be the one who colors it and I'm going to be watercoloring it, which is great because his stuff is um, done all flat, like not flat, oh, cool. but, like, it's, you know, like digitally done. And then it has like gradients and stuff like that, but he doesn't typically do like physical yeah. yeah so i'm gonna be watercoloring it so it's gonna be pretty cool and exciting and then after that i think we're gonna do one more probably where i'm gonna try to color one of his that'll be published by scout hopefully so that's <laughs> cool. the plan at least um but yeah i kind of wanted to plug that um but that should be probably coming out in like december january hopefully so Great. yeah awesome cool. cool well yeah give it give us a drop us a line when they that does come out for sure. I'll definitely send you guys some. We would uh, love to have you back on. Oh, thanks. I'd love to be back <laughs> on and I'll, I'm sure I'll have more people to talk about. So yeah, but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Sorry. I rambled a lot, but I don't call it rambling. I, you know, you're just talking. It's a podcast. Okay. That's, no, it's that's, also that's what I know too, to be you here. speak passionately. <laughs> be more upset. You're like, and I have a magazine. <laughs> people. Just, it's fun. to talk about. <laughs> yeah next time uh we can joke around more too and we can talk about beards and mustaches and stuff i promise but 
I just wanted to talk a lot I about. I don't it. think we should do that. <laughs> no, I, I guess use that as an example, just because again, it's like not like to like again break the fourth wall. We talk about what you want to talk about. If you yeah. want to talk about, if you're like, I don't, my mag- magazines are boring. Let's talk about coffee. Like, okay, we'll talk about coffee. <laughs> Whatever we need to do. I also, I feel like I've, when I've listened to some of them, people usually talk about like their favorite comics and comic book artists. And I kind of didn't really do that, but I mean, that's fine. We'll get to them. I mean, they're, they're all doing well anyway. I mean, they don't need the publicity. (laughs) So this guy named Jim Davis, I don't know if you've heard of him. I'm a big fan of his work. Don't know if you've heard of him. I mean, actually what we like to talk about is the process, which is what we definitely did. So yeah, we definitely talk about the process. We talk about your process. You're also, I think, probably the first watercolor comic book artist that I think I've ever met. So cool. that was actually really cool. Thank you. Exciting. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, right. Macy, thank you so much. Thanks so much. We thanks. look forward to having you again. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye. 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 I didn't do the stupid shtick of a... Uh, of what? Of, of missing your name? Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. You know, you actually did it in the in the last episode. Um, you said hollow. That was actually not on purpose. Said I said holo? Yeah, I used to know how to say his name. That was not on purpose. I think you said holo or something. Yeah, I used to know how to and say And he was name. like hollow. And, uh, and I was like, uh, I didn't even say anything on the podcast because I didn't realize that you had done it. I well, because like so I wasn't sure usually, if it was intentional. Well, too, so, uh, usually like you do it unintentional because I'm like, <gasps> wink. Yeah. But it's like, no, you see, that was like, I used to know how to say it. So it's like, I'm just going to go for it. Well, I, I think it's, you know, you can just surprise me on like whether you do it or not. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. But usually, again, I'm not the greatest actress. So, like, when I'm doing, like, your name is May Kai Wink. Well, this time it was like, I didn't know if we, we hadn't actually asked her if we should say, like, what her name was because yeah. in the in the no no magazine no nothing magazine it's mabe and i was like maybe she goes by mabe and then like i, I, guess I just i honestly went by her name in zoom was what i said spacey art maybe oh on zoom it was macy yeah yeah okay that's why i went with that but her that's instagram right. is spacey at macy spacey yeah, art macy thank you again the- for joining us uh mm-hmm. it was a really fun interview mm-hmm. what are we doing now <laughs> We are going to talk about some comics that we read. Oh, yeah. Just one comic, hopefully. Just one comic that we read. We're going to talk about a comic called Bigfoot Knows Karate. Chapter one, Hunter Chap- slash Prey. Chapter one slash Hunter slash Prey. Uh, to be honest, the we were not given the full comic of this to yep. review. So we're not going to talk about the plot because we can never do that justice nor talk about it because we just don't have it. Uh, yeah. on a, on the unofficial note, we're really looking forward to it because from what we've read, it was good, but we don't know, we can't give you a full picture. We feel that would be, uh, not a, not doing the comic justice to try to reveal a plot that we don't have a full picture of. Right. Yeah. Not, not worth it. I mean, what, what's there, you kind of get an idea, but it's not mm-hmm. a full comic. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the plot. So yeah. what about the line art? The, yeah. The artwork. The art, well, the art before the, the art. Before I the, the inking, art, before the before color. The thing, yeah. Before the color. I thought the art was really, really good. Um, I guess specifically the first bunny, like it's really stands out to me and the background with it as well. Who's um, uh, I, who's the, who did the art? Dan Price? Yes. yes. Dan he, Price is co-creator, co-writer, slash artist. Okay. Cool. Um, 
yeah um i thought the art was just fantastic just how it was done um especially that first one uh the first panel with like the bunny that's in the foreground mm-hmm. they got the butterflies in the background and more bunnies in the background i thought that was like honestly like um something that could like that honestly like you could like actually turn in as like a piece of art somewhere yeah. by itself but then also what i really really like about it was they do the clever thing where the ears interlace into another panel which i thought was real i always really like when it happens when it's overlap. not yeah when there's overlap when it's not just combined into one square because it doesn't happen enough and i always love it when it does happen because it's like such a special treat yeah it adds a dynamic to mm-hmm. the comic where like it has more energy when it does that yeah the bunny is in the foreground even of the page mm-hmm. yeah when when it's overlapping with the what do you think of like not having traditional panel lines i also like that too though i mean like because like they don't do that and like it's just i and it makes it to me its own special unique thing like 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 it's what i love about talking to new comic book writers and everything like that it's like you always get a lot of unique things and this one to me was unique not just for the storyline which is often the case but just for how the artwork and everything was done cool oh yeah i didn't mind it i liked it i thought it was a bonus actually that that's like it wasn't there i thought Mm -hmm. it was better because like a lot of their stuff um one page will really bleed into the next like like one panel bleeds the next which i think actually makes the comic like more flow flow much much better when that happens yeah it definitely flows yeah i understand it from a flow perspective Mm -hmm. i think on the darker pages it there's like these beige panels you know Mm -hmm. which i don't like at all and i i guess that's kind of the trade-off right because when the page is light and beige background which Mm -hmm. most most of the pages have a beige background um then it looks cool when like the panel lines are sort of like this brush stroke Mm-hmm. But like on the dark panels, you can see maybe on page five, mm-hmm. like the uh, like a couple of the panels at the bottom don't like he tried to use like black lines over black background mm-hmm. page, and it like you kind of get this muddy mix between yeah. the two panels there. Yeah, so there's not really a good solution. I actually like for that one though style, too though was yeah. how I looked at it, it was like the top part is like he put like one picture in front of the other and that's how I saw it and so I thought that actually worked out better because of that again I really really liked the art for this I thought it was just done really, really oh well. I really like the art too yeah yeah by far great character mm-hmm. um yeah and and really nice setup with the backgrounds really make the scenes have like a lot of depth there's a lot of layering of elements in the in this comic plus the i have to say like the way he set up these action sequences there's a lot of really good like you'd want this to be the movie um storyboard you know you'd want these shots if you had a camera so for sure yeah for sure so it's like a nice, yeah, good art. I, I mean, like the drawing is great and the character work is great. I was just like, the one thing for me was the panel panel lines, which are different, right? Like they just, they tried something there. 
Yeah, no, and it for me, like really... some most of the time it worked. Like I, I guess like the big difference here is on page one, those two beautiful landscapes are almost like paintings that are on yeah. top of the page, right? Yes. You you could take those out, hang them on your in your living room. Yeah. But like the rest of these pages, for the mo majority of them, the lines are either like rougher, you know, like around these eyes, like you can really see like these brush stroke of like the panel, like it maybe meant to look like a tearing of the page, but like if you've ever used Photoshop before, you know those are just brush brush strokes you know mm -hmm. um like you, you can buy a, a pack of brushes and they're basically like uh like somebody has painted on a piece of paper uploaded it to their computer and then made it a brush that you can use in photoshop right that repeats itself and gives it that that look like it was drawn by hand do you know what i'm saying eric or not really but because that's more technical stuff i don't know the technical stuff oh, okay but I do get what you're trying to say that like the way he did it, it makes it look more drawn by hand, even though this is done on a computer. Than it is. Right. So I, I really wish more <laughs> like for me, like those are a little distracting just because I'm a designer mm -hmm. and I know what, what those are, you know, yeah. to you, you, you don't see it and that's great. So like, maybe it's not a big deal, but mm -hmm. I personally preferred the panels that didn't have those rough edges and in on the darker pages, even had like less of a line because on page three, you see like the mm -hmm. Bigfoot is like, it's just nature. Nature is filled with horrible things. You know, when he yeah. kills the wolf, like I think those two panels shouldn't, those have really thick panel lines, which like took me right out of it. Cause up that until then there hadn't not. been really thick lines. I mean, the previous page, like, the pre like on the other half of that page, there was, where like the part where like he's like and with a sh shredded soul you approach no, again, like that looks to me like there aren't any lines because it's well, i mean like those are beige on beige. Interpret those as, but you can also interpret those as like being thick lines so in between each one though as well it depends on how you interpret but, it uh, but well, yeah i thought i, I just I thought mean, the artwork was yeah. done really good like the picture of the bunny in the machete stuff like that i thought was really cool yeah, for sure. No, I mean, like, yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, but, but, yeah, I just wanted a, a minor technical thing. Like, um, yeah, those panels are are goofy, you know. And and like that was a big swing. So like, I don't know. You know, am I going to complain about the whole comic because of that? No, no, <laughs> no. The comic's working. So, uh, what about the um, inking? Inking, um, like I thought it was solid, nothing special, like nothing super unique about it. Okay. Um, I just thought, like, like, a good inking, the job of good inking is that I don't notice it. Yeah. And I didn't notice it. Like, I, the only reason like, I even pay attention to it is because someone has to tell me about it, tell, like, because it's something that you have to pay attention to. Like, a job of good inking is it will either A, add to the, or add to the artwork, or B, uh, but more importantly, B, not get in the way of the artwork so like uh for example on page four where it says like blam when he gets yeah. out of the shoulder that doesn't take away from the artwork right like a lot of times a lot of times people use inking to take it to like either like do less work with the artwork which is like understandable but sometimes can be frustrating or be like 
it just draws me it's such a difference that it just draws me out of everything yeah i agree like yeah i i felt like it was coming close to that um dark knight returns type of you know looseness but it's nice that it was kind of tighter you know there's a few loose lines but like for the most part it's really tight and and um yeah let's move on to color because some of the color is very flat like even though there's gradients on the backgrounds you know mm-hmm. um it's still pretty flat color <laughs> for for some of that but then like some of the color like the last page looks like it has that three-dimensional shading and lighting and what like i really yeah so like especially last page there's like just some gray coloring that like that he goes like they have different richness with it too. What I also like about the last page is um, one of my favorite films is a film called Samurai Fiction, and it very much is remnant the artwork of the, the coloring of that, which was I thought fantastically done. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's got a little bit of a noir feeling in some of these panels, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else about the coloring? I think it has a very watercolored look. It's very yes. You you described it as very much watercolor. Like if this was done by hand, this would or on on paper, this would have been watercolor because I felt like the colors bleed together in such a way that only watercoloring would have been. It would have been done with watercoloring. Yeah, again, like uh, Lynn Varley, you know, the colorist that did those books that we like to talk about all the time, Dark Knight Returns. Like this had that sort of like Frank Miller book. Yeah, do you think, or, or am I crazy? Because I, I think the gradients kind of give off that vibe. No, it does. Uh, again, going back to that one bunny, like it gives a very much a watercolor esque feel, yeah. especially like when you look at the ears. That's a very much a watercolor thing, and the background's also watercolor. It really like reminds that. me, you know, the the coloring, the whole style, kind of reminds me of that other book that we talked about, where I was like bringing up Lynn Varley. Do you remember that? Like the, the, um, do you remember that? The two guys, like they're making a comic book or trying to write, write their own book or whatever. That guy, that book, uh, Freak Snow, okay, washed, I'm not washed sure. in the blood. Yeah, it was uh, like this Kickstarter, like, um, very modern. Yeah, remember, it had like two styles. One of the styles was like, uh, Jesus appears and then. The rest of it is like takes place on this other world. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll just share my screen and show you. <coughs> remember this with the um. Yeah, oh, yeah, anyway, yeah, I so it yeah. had like very loose lines for characters and like a lot of heavy inking, but like the, it has this very similar watercolory type of backgrounds and you know you see the like similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is this like a mainstream comic thing or is this kind of like maybe the cutting edge? It depends, like because I've seen comics do that before. I see other comics. It just depends. I think it's a different. I think it's just different depending on who you talk to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, like, um, yeah, I like that style a lot. Somebody should name it so that we can stop just calling it the Lynn Varley style, yeah. like, like updated, updated watercolory style of coloring i don't know maybe they have named it and we just don't know because we're we're dummies after all 
Uh, cool. Anyway, anything else about the colors? Um, again, I thought it, I thought it worked really well with the comic. Like, depending like depending on what the mood was, he would darken. They would darken it when like it was like a more somber, depressed mood, and it was more nature. I think they kind of kept it more tan, which I think naturally occurs yeah. in nature. Yeah, actually, kind of. I mean, pretty realistic colors. Yeah. Unless it was like this uh, dramatic moment, I think. Yeah, in the dramatic moment, those are not realistic colors, but it's still definitely something. Yeah. Uh, cool. So um, it's a preview comic. Do we want to rate it? I mean, do we need to rate it? I, we okay. we always rate. We have to rate. We're, like, we have we, to rate. I feel we would doing the service to not rate it. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. On a scale of... Being a bunny lost at a park to knowing Kung Fu the way Keanu Reeves knows Kung Fu in the Matrix. Like, I know Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. What would you rate this? Uh, okay. And again, we're not rating the plot at all. No, plot can't yeah. take part of it because we don't know what the plot is. Okay. So just like, uh, we didn't talk about lettering, but it was pretty solid. So lettering was solid. Nothing yeah. unique. Nothing terrible. Uh, I would give this like a like a solid like a teenage mutant ninja bunny, something like something like that. Okay, you know, Bunny's a little, a little but goofy, but like uh, you still lots of good kung fu action. You know, has to hide in the park from mm -hmm. the humans. <laughs> yeah what do you yeah 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 okay uh if you had to rate this comic um between like being completely <laughs> what's this guy i mean like not to spoil too much but like he knows kung fu for no reason <laughs> we don't know and, there's and probably the all right, there is a reason we probably let me just know. like uh it's bigfoot right like so like who's fighting big nobody's fighting big nobody's seen bigfoot so like who why does he know kung fu like why what's the point nobody ever if sees you him. the last of your species, he would never come across anything if you were the last of your species what would you want to do with it your time huh I, I no, I don't have a problem with him knowing kung fu. I just think he knows kung fu for no reason. Like, there's no reason for we, him to know. There kung is fu. a reason where I'm sure we. That's plot territory. <laughs> it's plot territory. So uh, I guess what I'm getting at is like on a scale between knowing kung fu for no reason, you'll never have any use for it whatsoever. There's no one to fight. There's no reason to be at one with yourself. There's like, there's no reason to even exercise because you're in perfect shape. Uh, and two, being the most notorious individual in the entire world with all the accolades and all the money that comes with it and uh, just being super notorious. You might be hated. I don't know if that's a good thing. I think it is a good thing. Okay. You're notorious. Okay. I mean, like, it's a good thing for you. Like, you don't really, I mean, even hated people, like notorious people like Elon Musk or uh, Jeff Bezos, they're very notorious. They are hated, but they're also, they have lots of money. They don't really care, right? <laughs> like, they, they don't mind being hated. The serfs are not going to overrun 
the tech titans. Anyway, uh, you, you've taken me out of this rating. So from <laughs> knowing Kung Fu no for Kung no, Fu, reason, no reason, having no use for Kung Fu whatsoever, but knowing all of it to being very notorious in the world. What would you give this? <laughs> I would say knowing Tai Chi because it makes you more centered. Okay. That's cool. Because like Tai Chi for a reason. Like well, I mean, you're never going to fight with Tai Chi ever. You're not going to be like, time to fight. <laughs> Have this energy globe. <laughs> I sense my crystal to you. <laughs> I, I, I somebody like you're boxing somebody and you're just like I hope oh, that God. didn't offend anyone. That was just like my very limited knowledge of what Tai Chi is. But like you were saying, like, actually I'm saying like, if you look at Tai Chi, they're going super, super slow. I yeah. hope that's not how yeah. they fight. Like, time to fight, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're just making slow movements with your hands, yeah. which does not play for a podcast <laughs> yes. at all. <laughs> for those that are watching YouTube, they get it. But for those that aren't, nobody's going to see this on YouTube because no, we're not just... streaming. We're not streaming, yeah. but for those that are watching, you can see as we go very, very slow. Nobody can. I'm the only person I'm watching. Nobody's gonna see growing this. Growing <laughs> slow. Nice. Oh. Okay, so I. Uh, so that's a pretty good rating. Yeah, it's a pretty good rating. I think it's solid. I think like people like do Tai Chi. I, I love those people. Like they're always centered. They're always great people. I wish I could do like Tai Chi in the morning, but yeah, I don't know where I could do it. Okay, so we're dumb comic creators. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Macy. Thank you mm -hmm. to Dan Price and Casey Allen for mm -hmm. coming on this show and sharing Bigfoot Nose Karate with us. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot Nose Karate for a very specific reason, and it's definitely a great comic. And uh, yeah, not taking anything away from their comic that I just like that popped into my head earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, where can they find us, Eric? Uh, they can find us on our Patreon page, on YouTube, on Anywhere You Can Find Podcasts. Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, probably. I don't know. Kind of. Kind of. It's just my Twitter with our name. <laughs> cool. I have no clue. I don't really use Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I don't even have a Twitter. I don't have an Instagram. You do have an Instagram. I know I do. you do because you signed up for it to for that one guest. Oh, okay, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember what. Uh, my uh, you Instagram had to use button. it. You had to remember. You had to use it to to read that one person's comics. I don't think I signed in for it though. You had to because you it didn't let you scroll at past a certain point. Okay, sorry then. You have to check your email. Uh, moving on to anyone still listening uh, we appreciate you thank you for listening uh, we'll be back next week bye bye